For those of you who don't know, Pastor David Rivera Jr. is my brother-in-law. And he is a pastor, and he's a pastor's kid, which his dad is a pastor's kid as well. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty cool thing that's that's coming along the lines. I will I will have to talk to your dad at some point in time because he's also a PK. So I think Third generation. A, yeah, man, I think that's a pretty cool thing, bro. Doesn't happen often, as at least for the people that I know. And uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing, man. So congratulations with that, bro. Carrying the torch. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. But yeah, third generation. You're leading a, a not a different church, but a little bit different. Different, different times. Uh, but yeah, right now we're doing the English service. If that what you're referring to? So, yeah. you know, my dad leads the Spanish service. So in that same congregation, we have the uh, English service. Um, we just feel like. Uh, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people or Spanish heritage, but the Spanish language is kind of going away. Or you have young kids that don't speak the language, and so they're looking, you know, for other churches. And we said, man, we've got to accommodate them too. And so that's how that ministry started. So it's been about a year and a half now, right by uh, Raymond James. If you like football, it's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, that's pretty cool, man. It's it's a cool thing, man. Um, Clarita. It likes it a lot because she she feels a different. Uh, it's a different atmosphere. I think she feels a little yeah. bit more comfortable. Actually, she she likes the fact that it's a little bit smaller. I've 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 actually uh, received that feedback as well. You just kind of feel more involved. You know the people. You speak to the people, and yeah, I've I've gotten that feedback too. Yeah, some people like big places. Some people like small places, man. And and yeah. I think it's it's a cool thing, man. Do you think you're a pastor? Because you're a pastor's kid, did somebody say one day, Davidito, you're the pastor's son, you're going to be a pastor? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got that. got that all the time, of course. And I was always like, nah, nah, not me. It's not for me. But um, do I think I'm the man? That, you know, it can go either way. You can say, yes, you know, I, my father, we said that before, my grandfather, but you know, I, I really felt like, uh, or my wife and I, we, you know, we do this together as if it was a, a calling, you know, it was God's calling. It was time, you know, we have been prophesied. Um, in fact, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and this is funny because this was, uh, somebody, you know, we were prophesied by, uh, Gabriel Saguero in Monte Carmelo in the Hovindest service. <laughs> Nonetheless, another pastor's kid. That's right. That's right. And it was a uh, it was a youth service over there in Monte Carmelo. We were just boyfriend and, and girlfriend at the time. He didn't know us, and he prophesied over our life. But yeah, so I feel like in part, yeah, it can be. But I also feel that it was, you know, it was just a calling that God put on our lives. Do you think being a pastor's kid, seeing what your dad went through, um, do you think you were a little scared, or or did it make it a little bit easier for you because you say, okay, I know what to expect. I know what I'm walking into. You know, when when we were going to start this this ministry as pastors, the first thing that I told uh, my dad as a pastor, my wife and I told my dad was, we know that we're going to make mistakes, but I, I want you to allow us to make those mistakes. And, you know, because it's, it's, it's easy for somebody to come in and say, well, don't do it this way, don't do it that way, especially when you have that person right there, you know, available. But the first thing that we said, hey, we're going to make mistakes. We know we're going to make mistakes. 
And so when I look back, I, you know, I see the mistakes that we've made already. It's only been a year and a half. We've made mistakes. But I also reflect back to, you know, my parents. And, uh, yeah, I, I could have said, man, I, I, I should have made this decision because I remember when my dad did it. I remember when they went through it. So it, it makes it a little bit easier knowing that it, they also made mistakes. Um, but they came through it. And so it makes it that much easier to know that I'm going to make mistakes. I've made the mistakes, but we all learn from that. That's just the experience that, you know, 10 years from now, I can remember, man, I can't remember. I, I remember when we made those dumb decisions <laughs> back then and we're still maybe still making some dumb decisions, but I think it's just those mistakes are just kind of experience. Time and time again, you hear people say you, you learn from your mistakes. If, if you don't have mistakes, yeah. you're not, you're not learning, you're not growing. So that's part of that's the right. growth, part of the growth. Yeah. The good thing about it is that the mistakes that you have, you're you're thinking about as you as we talk, not very many people probably even know. You know, this is like you, you know that mistake. It, as a like as a musician, you know, you playing a song, and you just right. messed up, and but nobody knows right. about it. So right. you know that that's cool because nobody knows about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's really true. Even even when you're preaching, you say something like, "I didn't hear it" or "I didn't see it." But yeah, it's, it's true. You make some mistakes, and and you feel so bad about it. You feel so guilty about it because you know about it, but you know other people didn't realize it. But it's it's those mistakes that you make sometimes that uh, you know can affect people. You know, a decision, and and so sometimes those mistakes in 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 counseling, right? My wife and I have had opportunity to counsel some people which has been amazing we love doing that um but sometimes we go back and say man should we have said this or should we not have said this and you know those are the mistakes that you really have to kind of you know hone in onto what god has really put in your heart and just stick with that not not what you think but what really god um, has called you to do so they, they can be costly sometimes yeah, that, that's a whole nother thing, man. Like, it would be very difficult for me not to be thinking as myself. Like, you got to put yourself into the shoes of a pastor, not like, okay, I'm David, I'm thinking about this, this is the way I think it should be done. But you have to yeah. put yourself into that pastoral uh, seat and look yeah. at it from the outside in. And, like, that's tough, bro. I commend yeah. you, bro. You know, <laughs> thank you, man. But most, most of counseling is listening. You know, sometimes it's, it's more listening than speaking, and that's what people need—just an ear, not not jump to conclusions. And I, you know, we've learned that not jump to conclusions. Hey, this is how you solve it. No, this just listen. Mm -hmm. Usually, they'll solve their own problems. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Listening. Uh, so you think you think you're at an advantage because your dad was a pastor for such a long time? I do think so. I I think so. And you know, he's been in in ministry since '89. So what is that, 20, 19 years, 21, 31 years, I think. Is it 30 years? Yeah, 31 years, 31 years. So, yeah, I, I do think it's an advantage. You know, I we use him a lot. We call him. And uh, although we say, hey, let me make my own mistakes, but then I'm like, wow, I need, I need you. <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what should I do? You're making that call. So, yeah, so, it, yeah, it's definitely an advantage. But you know what? That's a good advantage. It's, it's good to have somebody in your corner yeah, that has been through it. It's yeah. so much better. It's so much easier. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what, what's good is that he's been open um, to some of the decisions we made. I mean, you know, 
you know that's so he's been really open to our our vision um and to some of those decisions so he's you know he's he's been great we we even before this ministry uh pastor sammy was a mentor mm-hmm. to us and having that you know that duo there was another advantage yeah, yeah man that's that's felt all around i think i mean we, sometimes jessica and i are 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 talking and i'm like man if sammy was if around pastor we, could, was we around. could just ask him <laughs> Yeah. We could just ask him. He would just school need, us real quick. <laughs> we need a bracelet. What What was Sammy doing? <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real, man. Oh, man. That's funny, bro. Funny and sad at the same time, but it's good times. As a PK, what has been the favorite memory? You know, maybe maybe you got free food as the pastor's kid. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe you got to cut the line a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think so. But no, man, my, my uh, one of the happiest moments, it, it's crazy because one of the happiest moments comes from one of the saddest moments. And that was uh, when my father just began to pastor. He went away for the first time and the church burned. And so it comes from one of the saddest moments. But then one of the one of the happiest moments was when that church was rebuilt the way that God planned it or put it in his head, you know, he had this visual and we were able to build it that way to open back up, to see the people come in, to see my, my parents just lit up. Um, that had to be one of the most happiest times that I experienced as a PK. Yeah, that's, that's cool, man. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I saw the difference, man. It was, it's huge, man. It was yeah. a huge difference that the new temple was so nice. Yeah, we went from one floor to two floors yeah. in the same space. I don't know how you put so much in there. I know. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's why. <laughs> Who that's cleaned those job. steps when it was snowing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, I think we all did. Man. I think you did. <laughs> I'm sure we, we all uh, did. Those were fun times. Those are good times. Yeah, man, definitely, bro. Definitely. I remember... Um, your dad was at my church in my dad's church mm. and they were singing fuego fuego la iglesia de pide fuego <laughs> he leans over to me and he's like um we don't sing this song in my church <laughs> <laughs> i said what happened yeah. i don't know if it's real or, or yes. he was just trying to be funny no. he's like that's the last song we sang yes. when <laughs> the <Yes>. church burnt <laughs> down i was like yes. oh man Sorry. Funny enough, it was. It was the last song. Yes. We'll never forget that. But that is a true story. <laughs> hey, you know that I just uh just last week, because when that church when the church burned, my, my parents were away and the firefighters and everybody kinda led them to me. Hey, that's the pastor's son. And they came to me and they gave me the Bible that was on the altar that did not burn, and it was my grandfather's Bible. Just last week, so we're talking, you know, more than 20 years, I gave it to my dad. I showed him, and he was like, I, I guess he forgot about it. And just last week, now that we're talking about it, I, we showed it to him. My wife showed it to me. He was like, I want it. I want it. I want it. And so we just gave it to him. But it was the only thing, the the altar or the podium burned, and that Bible had some crisp on it, uh, but it didn't burn. That's yeah. intense. I, I remember that, too, the Bible that didn't burn, man. Yeah, that's intense, man. Not now. Was it one of these big Bibles? No, because we had the big Bible open right on top. But, you know, he had, you know, in in the altar, there was always a space. There was a little Uh shelf. And so it was in there. 
<laughs> That's funny. We had one of those big Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. On Psalm, it was open on Psalm 23. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, man. So is that, was that, because um, my next question would be, was, was your worst memory? So that would be also your worst memory? Well, you know, it was that, that was the, one of the saddest times, obviously, but I have to say one of my worst <laughs> memories is funny now, but one of my worst memories was, I mean, back in the days, you got to remember, man, you remember Disciplina, Disciplina uh-huh. was, you know, that was a big thing. And so one of my worst memories is being called out that I was in Disciplina oh, man. in front of the congregation. By your dad? By my dad. Oh. <laughs> So, so, you know, some things went wrong and they called me out right in front of the congregation and uh, said, he's not going to be playing. He's not going to be participating. He's not going to be singing. Wow. He's in disciplina. So, yeah, that was probably one of my my worst memories. Uh, That's (laughs) tough. Of course, it's funny now. Of course. Um, But, yeah. Because you're going to get back at somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I get my son. That 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 word is not is not used. Yeah, you know. Like back in the day, that action is not used now. Like back in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew what discipline was. Yeah, for real, man. But that that's uh, looking back, that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, now it is. Now I can talk <laughs> about it, but it wasn't at the moment, man. I was so embarrassed. Did that hurt you in a way that that you felt some type of? I don't want to say hate. But like a dislike, some maybe like a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I was just frustrated. I was done with the church. You know, I actually, I actually left um, the church for a little bit, and I just felt like, you know, one of the things that we were talking about is you are held to a higher standard, and everybody looks at you and points at you, and and my God, man, look what the pastor son did, and so that was the, you know, the the peak of the worst of times for me. So, you know, I was a teenager and yeah, I made mistakes, but you know, at that time it's like you were used as, uh, as an example, you know, just because he's my son, he's not going to get away with it. And I'm going to show everyone that he's not going to get away with it. And, you know, that was really, it was hurtful at the time. And, yeah. you know, and now that I, you know, we talk about it to my dad, it's like, yeah, that was a mistake that he made. He understands it now, but like I said in the beginning, man, we all we all made mistakes, and and he was new in pastoral ministry. Yeah, I, it it really did. It it hurt me, and that uh, put me further away from the church at that time. And I'm sorry, how how old were you? Around? I was I was probably sixteen. Wow. I I was sixteen years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. You growing up, you're trying to find who you are. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. Something like that. That's tough. Now, now you said something about um people talking about that. Oh, you're the PK. How could you? Did you get that a lot growing up? Yes, yes. So again, yeah, you 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 held to a, a different standard, man. You felt that, and I felt it. Yeah, I felt it. Not only that, but you know, you hear it. Um, you know, you're the pastor's son. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, how how can you? Do, you're the, you know, you're the, you're the pastor's son, or. Um, how come you don't know that you're the pastor's son or why aren't you singing or you're the pastor's son or so yeah a lot oh, yeah or just like a lot. every once in a while no i would i would i got that a lot wow and and even at even at even at home where it's like you know you got to remember you know you are the pastor's son and so people are going to look at you in a different way so yeah 
we got that a lot. That's interesting, man. What do you think as a PK coming up, looking back, you say, man, I sacrificed this as a PK. What What do you think you sacrificed? What I sacrificed, I I sacrificed. It would probably be me being uh, selfish if I say it, but I like sports, right? I think you know that I love sports, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't be involved too much in sports because it was church on Tuesdays, it was church on Thursdays, and this was when I was in grammar school, so I couldn't go to practice. If I couldn't go to practice, I couldn't play, and so I felt like those days, man. I wish I could get back. Yeah, you know. Again, when I was 16 and I was pushed away, um, then I started doing it on my own. You know, I went and I, and I played, but it wasn't really something that was probably, uh, I might have lost the words. It wasn't looked um, upon. It wasn't supported, I guess is what yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say. Um, so just kind of something I did on my own. But yeah, man, if, if, if it was something, you know, as a kid, Man, I, I loved sports. It was my thing. It was I, I would go to the boys' club every single day because my grandmother lived, you know, right across the street, 20, 25 steps, literally. And so I loved it. And then when I had the opportunity in grammar school to play, I just couldn't because, you know, there was church every day. And, you know, that came first. Yeah, same here. Friday yeah. nights, football. Couldn't even go watch a, right. a, a game. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. I didn't. I didn't do any sports till till my senior year. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. I wrestled my senior year. I did a little bit of track, too much running, too much cardio. But then, yeah, no. <laughs> lo and behold, in wrestling is all cardio. But yeah, man, that, that's that's a good one, man. Sports. Uh, my brothers as well. My, I think my brother played soccer a little bit. My older brother, yeah. uh, Misael, also played soccer. But it was tough. It was tough. We got to schedule around church. Yep. Which is okay. I I don't know. It it all, I almost feel like I'm saying something wrong if yeah, I say I <laughs> if I oh say my gosh, it's okay. Yeah. But I think we under I think we all understand that it was it feels like that was taken away from us. And again, it's nothing wrong, but you know, we, we have to find that, that balance, right? That family and, and church balance. And and I just think Again, it's not we're not here blaming them. That's the way they were brought up. That's the way they were raised. That's the way they were taught. And so they just, um, you know, they kind of implemented that on us. So yeah, we're not we're not here saying, man, what they did was wrong. That's the right. way they were taught. That's what they knew. Right. But you know, looking back now, we can say, man, I, I wish I had those those days back. Yeah, definitely. It didn't feel horrible. I mean, it didn't change yeah. me to be a worse person. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it was it was a bummer at the time. You you know you're a kid, man. You just want to play. Exactly, exactly. So when Gabe talked to you and and said those things to you, did you take it right away seriously, or did you say, well, I don't I don't know, maybe you're wrong, or you were like, well, maybe not now. Yeah, I I was like, nah, nah, man, that's not. I I, I you know, I, I felt like people tell me that just because my father was the pastor. And, you know, he, he was the first to tell us, but then you get it, you know, or, or I've gotten it more. Um, and sometimes I feel like ah, they're just saying that because I know my dad is a pastor. Right. Um, they're just saying that, you know, because my, my dad is a pastor and, and they don't really know what I'm going through. and They don't know what I've been through. So, yeah, I, I, I felt like people would say that because they knew my dad. 
right. was a pastor. Right. You, yeah. You, you kind of get desensitized to phrases like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a good way to say it. Yeah. It's like you, you get it so much. It's like, yeah. All right, man. Yeah. I know. My, everybody yeah. knows my pastor. My dad's a pastor. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to say it. So whoever's listening right now, if, if it's a young person coming up, if it's a, if it's a person that, that went maybe through something that you went through, like a, maybe an embar- embarrassing moment like that, that hits you hard and maybe hasn't been able to come back or heal from that. Cause you and I know people that haven't been healed from, yeah. from like a burn when they were young. Mm-hmm. What words would you have for this person? Well, if, if they're a PK, there's a, there's a seed inside of them. And so, you know, I, I know the feeling when I, when I left, it just wasn't the same. So now I left and I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy and I'm going to do what I want. But I always had this thing in me and it was this emptiness where I wasn't really enjoying what I thought I was going to enjoy. And I felt like, man, there's something else. There's something else for me. And so if there's somebody that that's listened, that's gone through that, I know for a fact that there's something in them that's missing, that there's an emptiness inside of them. And it's just that that calling, go back, pray. I, was, I mean, there's so much power in prayer. And uh, I was talking to, to, to somebody and said, when was the last time somebody knelt by their bed to pray? Mm. I remember that doing, you know, growing up. And now, uh, you know, when was the last time somebody did that? But we got to spend time with God, man. We got to pray about it. And, and I believe that, um, you know, they will come back and listen to that calling, that seed that was planted in them. And uh, I know that there's parents out there praying for them, especially if they're PKs. Mm-hmm. They have that advantage, man, that there's PKs. There's parents praying for them. And so they should just take that word heavily in their hearts. Don't take it lightly. Heavily in their hearts. You know, that God has something for them, a plan for them. And it doesn't have to be necessarily that they're going to be a pastor. That's not always, you know, the calling. God's calling is for different people. I talked about it on Sunday. You know, there's a blessing for for different types of people. There's different blessings. Everybody doesn't get the same amount. Everybody doesn't get the same blessing. There's a different calling for everyone. And they just have to find out what that is. And to do that, I think that the question is, how do I find out? How do I know what's my calling? And the first thing I asked them is, well, what is your passion? What is your passion? What are you passionate about? Is it generosity? Is it giving, right? Is it generosity? Is it music? What is your passion about? That's what your calling is. That's what God instilled in you. Yeah, definitely, man. You got you got to find yourself by yourself. That's right. I mean, you could get some help throughout the way, but mm-hmm. but it's it's between you and God. I totally agree with that, man. And uh, yeah. thank you, thank you for those words, man. They're, they're very inspirational, bro. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. PK's for life. PK, holla. <laughs> hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to subscribe.